Welcome, Morks, to Conspiracies and Beyond. I'm Jedi here along with Todd. Seamus couldn't be with us today, but we're having a show. What is this podcast all about today? Well, we'll be talking about coincidences. But before we start, Todd will... Check us out on social media on Digital Conspiracies and Beyond on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and check us out on Clovercrest Media. So no Seamus tonight. This is our ninth episode. And uh, some of these coincidences are so strange, especially the last one. Joe, what do you think about the final one we're going to say? How strange is it? It's, it's the most mind-blowing thing that's happened to me in two years. <laughs> so, so it was a, Just it was in two, a two years, huh? Yes. And now, Death that I and can now, remember, Jedi. Yes. And now that we've had the third part to it, it's even stranger. <laughs> this is, I've told so many people about this. They're like, what? Yeah, that's insane. It's insane. It's it, if you're listening right now, you got to listen to the end because <laughs> no matter what happens, stay to the end. It'll this will blow your mind. It really will. Right. So before we get into these coincidences, just want to talk about a couple of things. Jedi, what do you guys have out there? If you're gonna go get a coffee in the West Coast, what's your number one choice? Starbucks. See, Joe, we're all about Dunkin' Donuts, right? Uh, most people here are all about Dunkin' Donuts. That's correct. Oh, East my Coast. goodness. They suck. No, just yeah, they joking. <laughs> I, I don't know if you deal with this, Joe. It's Jedi, you'll be driving down the street, and you'll see a whole bunch of lights because people are all stopped. And you're like, what's going on up there? Is there some type of accident? And you get up, and like the Dunkin' Donuts line is out in the street. Is it crazy like that for you too, Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I live right near the Berlin Turnpike. Uh, and yeah. there are uh, Dunkin' Donuts about a quarter mile apart on either side. And always the morning traffic report could be about the slowdowns at the Dunkin' Donuts parking, like parking lots. That's how bad. Yeah, it right. Is. I couldn't even tell you where a Starbucks is. It's really? All Dunkin', oh, it's all Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, my here. goodness. So uh, Seamus and I live in Sturbridge. It's pretty small town, I would say. There's four Dunkins. And no matter which one you go in, you'll be standing in line and the drive throughs you'll be there forever. It's crazy. But I went to a Dunkin' Donuts. I think it was New Year's Day. And for some strange reason, it was closed. And they never close around here. There could be two feet of snow and someone's making a Dunkin's run. And this one is attached to a 7-Eleven. So I'm in the store shopping and all you hear is beep, beep, beep. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I finally get up to the register and I'm like, what is that noise? I guess Dunkin's was closed, but they forgot to shut off the online ordering. So every two oh. seconds, yeah. So the cashiers are like, this is going to drive us absolutely bonkers all day. So yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is crazy around here. And I'm just wondering, <laughs> I didn't know if there was going to be a show about a conspiracy, but people are way too addicted to coffee. <laughs> I, I don't drink coffee. Do you guys? I only drink I frappuccinos. <laughs> I drink, Todd, uh, I, I, I got to tell you, because I, I mean, again, I've been living here my whole life and I, I used to drink Dunkin' until i was introduced to starbucks and uh, you converted i did jedi yeah <laughs> I, I i just you know what it is i don't like i don't like burnt coffee i just can't i just can't drink burnt coffee i don't know why i grew up on the south shore and we have this place called mary lou's mary lou's news coffee you probably never heard of that have you joe no yeah, it's it's kind of in the Boston area, but all of their coffees, it's like a giant dessert. It's you know they have those coffees. It's like a funky Fanabula and the Snickers and all that crap. That sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the only kind I think I could ever try. 
But I was talking to a girl today on my route. She, I delivered to Duncan's today, and I was talking to her about how crazy this is. And she said that sometimes she gets around 4.30 in the morning to prep. They open at 6. And she says she'll be making coffee at 4.30, and she'll look over, and there'll be people in the drive-thru. She's like, what are you doing? We don't open for another hour and a half. There's a line already? Yeah. But I was thinking about addictions. Do you guys have any? Have you guys any bad addictions? Like, nothing... Yes, I do, but I don't want to disclose and expose myself. Same, same. Yes. Yeah. I have a, what do you have? My worst addiction, I, I always, I've never tried drugs or anything, thank God, but I always go all in with everything I do. If I collect baseball cards, I have to know all the numbers in the back. I used to love going to dog track when I was younger. I was so addicted to that. But my biggest addiction ever was when I discovered online dating. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Tell, tell us, tell us what apps, what apps. <laughs> I was in a 10 year relationship and I broke up and I'm like, wow, I'm, I guess I'm never going to meet anyone again. And some guy I work with said, have you ever tried POF? Do you guys know what that is? No. It's plenty of fish. This oh, was right. like from, okay. from probably 2006 to 2009. I was so addicted to online dating because it was so easy. I worked in downtown Boston and it would be 4.30 in the afternoon and my coworker would be like, are you going out tonight? I get out at five. I'm like, oh, I don't know yet. He's like, what do you mean you don't know? I'm like, check out this app. I would type in like the zip code. I would type say 25 to 35 years old, hit enter. And it would be like, there are 780 girls within five miles Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you know, I just <laughs> met. <laughs> All it is, baby. <laughs> but yeah, even now, now it's the Tinder where people just swipe. They swipe right and left. Do you know about that, Jedi? Kind of. My girlfriend got catfished on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was she tried it the first time and then the first time it didn't work out it was she got catfish and then how she found out was that her friend who was also on it exposed the guy to her so i mean i don't know have you ever had that experience <laughs> i have <been. laughs> i mean the, i was going out like four or five days a week on Plenty of fit between plenty of fish and Craigslist. I was actually telling Seamus about Craigslist once. He goes, Oh no, that's all like bots and stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. I was on Craigslist for what three or four years. And you just put an ad out and you just go go along with your day. And every once in a while you check your emails and you just fish through them. People just wanting to go out and stuff. Yeah. Between Craigslist and POF, yeah, I had three years where I, I was so I could have never stopped if you paid me. Wow. Did I did you have ever guessed that Todd was like a player? No. Like no. just macking on uh, all no. of Boston. I, I think this 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 podcast is about his glory days. What do you think? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of what do they say? Amsterdam? The red is it the red light district with his girls sitting in windows and you just yes. pick them? Yeah. That's what yeah. that's what online dating just feels like. You just type in a zip code, you type in age range, and you just like swiping. I mean, most of them aren't going to go out with you, but you'll you'll get you'll get. It's like um, shooting fish in a barrel, but you already clubbed the fish over the head. Did you have any standards? You know what? What are the guys' standards? That's good to know for our female listeners out there. You know what? What are their absolute no's? All right, Jill. This is a good time to get on to our regular story. <laughs> 
conspiracies and beyond. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some weird coincidences. And we're going to say again, the final one, even if you have to fast forward to the end, don't do that. But the final one is so good. We're going to build it up too much where it's not going to seem like a big deal. Oh, no, I'm sorry to say that, that, that is, is that defies like all logic, what you're going to say later. I told my sisters about this, like what? Like, and this was before the third part of the story that yeah. just adds to it. All right. So 2001 in Staffordshire, England. I never know if it's Staffordshire or Shire. This girl named Laura Buxton was at her grandparents 50th anniversary party. And they had a whole bunch, you know, those gold Mylar balloons. Yeah. And they're like, this, this would be fun. Let's put my name on one and let it go. Which I think nowadays, I think it's frowned upon letting balloons go, isn't it? Because of all the animals. Uh, so anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what my daughter said to me the other day. We let a balloon go. She's like, Dad, what are you doing? There's going to be animals eating that. So she lived in England and she let the balloon go. It went 140 miles. It traveled to Lilbourne. And this farmer found the balloon in his yard. It was all deflated. And he went to toss it away and he noticed the name Laura Buxton on it. And he said, oh, my next door neighbor has a daughter named Laura. It must be her balloon. So they brought the balloon over to the neighbor and they said, is this your daughter's balloon? They said, no, that's, but that's her name. Her name was also Laura Buxton. Oh, my goodness. So someone let a balloon go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone let a balloon go, went all the way 140 miles. Basically, the person who found it was Laura Buxton. So they spoke to their parents. There was a phone number on it, and they set up a meet. And they ended up meeting each other. And they were both, they had a lot of the same things. One was 10 years old. One was nine. They both had black labs that were three years old. They both had a rabbit and a guinea pig. Isn't that pretty crazy that someone let a balloon go and someone with the same exact name found it? I know. That's weird. Oh yeah, here it is right here. We'll put that graphic up on social media. I talked to this girl and she wouldn't she wouldn't come on for some reason. She kept saying she would, but she kind of flaked out on me. Maybe it's gonna be hard to explain it. You know what I mean? Like in a in a I mean, is this the world's greatest coincidence ever? Because <laughs> it, yeah, it has to be. I mean, right? It's it's not I mean, Laura Buxton isn't exactly like a really super common name. Right, That's right, true. right, exactly. If it yeah, was Mary was... Smith, maybe. You'd be like, nah, <laughs> all right, come on. Still, though, Seamus Ignoramus, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, also check out Seamus on, he's on Twitter, Seamus Ignoramus. Seamus is big into uh, sports, sports betting. Oh, you guys have yeah. a sports book out there? No, he bets he bets baseball games. I was never a baseball oh. better, but oh, what? That's a yeah, that's a real problem. That's a that's a hardcore gambler right there betting baseball games. You know what's There's funny? No real is sure you... thing in baseball. Well, wait till you look at his Twitter account. He bets like thirty games a day. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> up on there now. Oh my lord! Really? I I told him I'm like just just pick one game or something. <laughs> Go do all these games 30 like the games. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how he has this big list because he uses some type of app that tracks how much you win and lose every day and he'll bet like 22 games and you look and it's like minus 1.2 units i'm like is this even <laughs> worth the work <laughs> and he doesn't like crypto oh my gosh <laughs> i know yeah seamus is dead set on stuff i when i talk about crypto he's like what do you mean it's fake money <laughs> he loves what saying it's fake money betting? 
fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's real. That's real. And, and you know what's kind of funny? I, I kind of think I got him. So he said he couldn't come on tonight because he was doing things. And then it occurred to me, Pat's preseason. Mm. Oh, so yeah. I'm not going to say anything to him. He'll hear this tomorrow or whatever. Seamus, <laughs> I, I, I got you. you. I got you. I'm on to you. And I don't care about preseason. Do you, Joe? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, the uh, New York Giants uh, are playing the Jets this Saturday night, and I could care less. I couldn't care less, actually, before anybody yeah. corrects me. Yeah, I couldn't, <laughs> could not care less. Yeah, so no. That's sad, Seamus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so what do you got, Jedi? I got um, one coincidence. Are you guys familiar with uh, the dark Gothic style author, Edgar Allan Poe? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Do you like his writings? I don't know enough. <laughs> oh, man. You got to like read them. He's, he's, he's scary. He's a yeah. scary, for sure. Exactly. A lot of emotion, a lot of drama. Well, anyways, in 1938, he published this novel called The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. And in the book, there's a crew of a ship called Grampus, and they find themselves shipwrecked with no food and water. They manage to catch a tortoise to eat, but eventually, in order to survive, the crew draws straws to figure out which of them would be sacrificed to save the rest. The death straw goes to this guy named Richard Parker, who is promptly stabbed to death. His head, hands, and feet were thrown overboard. They promptly kill him and drink his blood since it was fresh, because he was apparently sick. And so later, I'm not sure how many years later, but I think it was like in 1884. Well, here comes the real twist. In 1984, a yacht named Mignette left England and headed towards Sydney, Australia. It wasn't made up for trips around the world, so it wasn't a surprise when it sank in a storm. There was a four-man crew that escaped on a lifeboat, but of course they didn't have enough food for survival. They caught a turtle to eat, but just like their counterparts in the hotel, they needed more if they were going to be found alive. And then one of the guys who was shipwrecked with them, a 17-year-old named Richard Parker, he fell overboard and made the mistake of drinking seawater to attempt to quench his thirst. From that point on, he started getting sick, and that's when his fellow survivors decided that they would kill him to ensure their own survival. The men considered drawing straws, just like the novel, but when they figured out Parker was so far gone, they decided to kill him and drink his blood while it was still fresh instead of risking their lives by drinking contaminated blood. After stabbing Parker in the throat with a penknife, all three men promptly devoured him. They were rescued a few days later. Isn't that weird? Isn't that a yeah. weird coincidence? Yeah, that's strange. Uh, you know what? The telltale heart used to scare the ever-living shit out of me. Oh, I love that story. That gets my anxiety <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, instantly, just thinking about it. I forget where I saw it. I saw it in a play or something, and just the the sound of the heart beating and stuff was so scary. I was a little kid. But that doesn't make you think of other things that irritate you and you don't realize it. Like, you know, 
that makes you go crazy, like the sound of the nails scratching on the board and it drives you crazy and you get mad. And I I mean, I love that story because it really heightens your senses and shows how much fear a person can have just by sound. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that that gets me to the fingers across the chalkboard. (laughs) I get so grossed out by that. All right, so we got one more before the grand finale here. So the Mass State Lottery, every day we have a drawing. It's a four-digit drawing. It could be from 0000 to 9999. There's 10,000 combinations. The number tonight was 2220. So it could be a total of 10,000 combinations. My friend and I still talk about this story to this day. We're probably only two people who even really know about this. But December 31st, 2001, New Year's Eve, Everyone celebrate. We got the graphic here. We'll post it on social media. So December 31st, 2001, the lottery number is drawn, and you could have 10,000 combinations, and the lottery number was 2002. The night of 2002, basically, the eve of 2002, all the drunk people go in the store like, oh, let's just play the number. We'll play 2002. And it came out, and it's hard to tell with a graphic. I think for all four exact, I think it says two hundred eighty dollars it paid. It does say two hundred eighty dollars. That was the split. That's how many people played it. No, 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 no. It so, was that low, or is that how much? Yes. That's the top cash prize. All right. So basically, just to give you an idea, the Mass State Lottery it's paid by the amount of people who win it. I believe in Connecticut, if you win, it's a it's five hundred dollars. So in Connecticut, it pays $500 every night automatically. In Massachusetts, say for some reason, the number tonight was 2220. If only like a few people have it, it would pay over 1000 But if a lot of people have it, it could pay like 600 bucks. But for all four numbers, I'm sorry, let me look it up. Let me see what it was tonight. The numbers game. So tonight, the number was 2220. And this is extremely low payoff. 3916 That's low. And it paid... 280 bucks because so many people had it. This afternoon, the number was 1671. It paid 4,547. So basically, everyone in New England had the number that night. So at 10,000, I I wonder what the odds were of 2002 coming up. Well, no, it's 10,000 to one. It's the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, though. It's not because that number means something and none of the other combinations do. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. the odds of, of a meaningful number coming up, I would think would be even greater than just just the fact that 2002. What if I was, like, 2010? The idea with that number is, is even crazier. Like, that doesn't that doesn't register in my head. That's an insanely odd coincidence. And you know what a lot of people do? It's This is really morbid. People love playing when planes go down. They love playing the plane numbers in the lottery. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, car accident on I-495. I- if 495 comes out that night, it's not paying anything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And um, this is just like a side note. We have a thing called Mass Cash. I don't really play any of these games or anything like that, but it's five numbers, one through, I think, 36. If you go five for five, you win a hundred grand. If you go four for five, you win 250 bucks. It's a big drop off. I think it was about a month ago. Someone texted me. They said, did you see those 50 people hit the mass cash? Usually there's one winner, then a few nights in a row, there'll be zero winners and one winner. So there's only two things I could think of. I'm like, okay, either someone bought 50 tickets because that happens. Sometimes there's seven winners and it'll all be the same town. 
because they list the towns. Okay. And it said 50 winners, and it said on the website, because I was kind of curious, it said various towns. And I looked. The numbers were – it was six apart. It was like 5, 11, 17, 23, and 29. And if you look at a ticket, it just it – just, it was down. You know what I mean? It was like the fourth row. Bing, 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 bing. They just so fifty people like did that weird combination. That's crazy. Jedi, Jedi. Do you know what I mean? So they like scratched off like number five, and then in the next yeah. row, just just right underneath it, and the next row right underneath it. So people yeah. play weird combinations and stuff. The messed up part is the Massachusetts State Lottery is probably the best lottery in the country, and I think they got. I think they make make about nine hundred million a year that they distribute to all the towns. But they have some type of disclosure. If too many people win, they can change the prize. So when the fifty people won, instead of a hundred thousand, they all got forty eight thousand. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah, they can change the payout. Yeah, I know. I don't like that. Yeah, so they paid out what two point four million instead of. uh, Five million, like they'd missed the extra two point six million. <laughs> right. So we gotta get to the last story quick because it's getting dark here, and I can barely see Mark's portal. And I think this we need to take a trip through. Mark's portal. Whoa! Where are we? <laughs> Where are we? Looks like we're in a hospital. What does that calendar say? What's the date? July 14. All right. Well, I don't know what year it is, but it looks like it's a baby being born over there. Push. Push. God damn it. Oh, my God. It's a baby boy. Hey, what time are the socks on? Two things. That doctor sounds a lot like Seamus. I know. What's he doing there? <laughs> that, oh, doctor, <laughs> that doctor gets way too much with the Red Sox. He should be paying more attention to a beautiful baby being born. All right, so it's July 14th. It looks like it's somewhere maybe around 40 years ago. I can tell by the clothes these people are wearing. But I don't. there's nothing too special about this. Let's go fast forward about 10 hours from now to Honolulu, Hawaii, where another baby is being born. How, how big was this baby, Jedi? Do you know? 8.86. I think the one in Massachusetts was about six and a half pounds. So there's a baby born July 14th. We won't say the year. And then about 10 hours later, a girl being born July 14th. Who are these people, Jedi? I don't know. We'll find out. Here's why this is so crazy. Uh, people have to know, if you haven't checked out all these episodes, Jedi and Todd met recently. When they started a podcast, these two random people (laughs) from two different coasts and two different lives got together through Reddit to start a podcast together. And you guys have the exact same birthday. What a coincidence. That is insane. What? How did you guys even figure out you had the same birthday? Because that it wasn't even like that was something you were just like, favorite color, birthday. (laughs) Right. So, oh, so basically, she asked how old I was. I told her. She goes, "Me too." I said, "Oh, what month are you born?" She goes, "July." Uh, I said, "Me too." And I said, "Was your birthday in the middle of July?" Because I didn't want to just rush right to it. She goes, "Yes." I go, "Do not tell me your birthday was July 14th." She goes, "How did you know?" I go, "No was way." Was your heart she's... pounding when that happened? Were you like, "This is getting weird, man"? Wait a minute, no. 14th. 
Really? That's and, crazy. And when they say, oh, the hair stood up on the back of your neck, that really happened. And I was thinking about it every time I thought about it the next day. It kept happening. Yeah, <laughs> it was, was so the weird. strangest thing. And we'll, we'll, we're going to block most of the stuff up, but we'll post like maybe these little pictures of our licenses on, uh, <laughs> on social media. So as crazy as that is, the third part to the story, I know he couldn't make it tonight. He's probably, it's, it might be halftime of the Patriots game, but through the portal, let's ask Seamus. Seamus, when's your birthday? Todd, I'm so happy you asked that. You know something? I was born on Bastille Day. Very important day in French uh, history, July 14th. Do you know anybody else who was born on July 14th, Todd? <laughs> Come on. I know, it doesn't seem real. I need is, I though. need to see his ID because he could be lying. I know you two aren't. I would need to see his ID, Jedi. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I love Seamus Ignoramus, but I got a question that. <laughs> and also, I don't, is that really Bastille Day? Is that really a no, thing? It, it is. is. It is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he's at, he's at least done the research if yeah. he's full of shit. That's what we got. All right. So that is crazy, though. Come on. All wow. three of us. On a conspiracy the... show. Yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> you couldn't make that up. Like, right. seriously, you could not make that up. If this was on Ivy League murders, it wouldn't be. A <laughs> but I've only known Seamus for about five years. And I remember the, so I, rem I met him in, I think, October. The next July, I texted something about, hey, it's my birthday. And he goes, yeah, me too. I'm like, what? So it is his birthday. We say happy That's birthday every year to each other. I mean, that is mind blowing. <laughs> that really is. Todd, there's there's 42 podcasts on the network. I don't think yeah. anyone else, period, shares a birthday. I, right. I, I, can't, I don't think anyone has it on the same day, let alone two people hosting the same show that had never met before. It's insane. And then finding a third. And then, right, yeah, this random <laughs> buddy that comes on and also has the same friggin' birthday. What a coincidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was the um, <laughs> that was the nail in the coffin about Seamus coming on the show when he heard that. He goes, oh, come on. We're going to be the three amigos now. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was uh, a couple pretty cool coincidences. Jedi, what was the other one we talked about one time between me and you? Do you remember that one at all with the doppelganger? Yeah, that there is yeah. someone that looks exactly like you in this world. It was some type of someone famous in, was it like Thomas Jefferson or something? But you can Google strange coincidences and there's like 40 or 50. I mean, there's more than that, but you can see on some sites it says the 40 strangest coincidences. And I would definitely recommend going through them. It's, there's some crazy ones. There's one where these two guys were separated at birth. They were twins and they both went to different families. They lived their lives. And then when they were 39 years old, they met again. They had the same looking wife. They had a kid with the same name. They had the same names for some reason. I don't know why, but they had to change their names when they were 18 or something. And they had the same names, the same kid's name. And it was just weird. They were on the Johnny Carson show to talk about it. Yeah, that's a kind of a strange one. They had the same car. I've heard of that happening a lot. Yeah, the, right, Jenna. It's so weird because you, you think about these things as like huge coincidences and these kinds of like There's a lot of stories that are that. And you're like, it, it seems like it's more common than you would ever think it could be. And this, right. obviously, the three of you being a, a perfect example of that. I hate stupid coincidences. I was watching a football game. It was it was like 2020 going to overtime, 
and they showed the time of possession and each team at 30 minutes exactly, which was kind of strange. But they came back from commercial and they were trying to find anything they could. They're like, both teams' backup quarterback is number two. <laughs> they were like right. adding anything and it was like come on i mean those two things are pretty cool but <laughs> so what do we get next week area 51 yeah area 51 we kind of had to throw a curveball tonight because that's what we were doing tonight and we kind of seamus couldn't make it so we kind of threw this one together so area 51 next week we'll have seamus back and i think that about does it anything else jedi uh yeah say spoiler alert uh seamus is uh a big a big uh area 51 guy really yeah this is jedi this is his kryptonite when it comes to conspiracy theories so should be interesting Oh, my goodness. I was shocked when we were texting because I was just waiting for him to be like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. He's like, no, this stuff is real. The government. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool if you believe in this. <laughs> Jedi, I told Todd before, I think every person has that one thing that they absolutely believe. Like, no matter what, there's that one thing. You're certain of it despite the facts. Everybody's got one. And, and now we know that Seamus is Area 51. So that's his weakness, okay? That's it. That's for one. It's going to be great. So I think we need to reach out for sponsors from uh, eHarmony, POF. <laughs> Tinder, Bumble is the new one for women now. Bumble. <laughs> my sister's on these now. It's kind of funny. Oh, my goodness. Are you uh, giving I'm... her advice? <laughs> it is weird thinking of the days before when our parents were around, you just had to kind of go out and meet people the old-fashioned way now it's just swiping that's crazy oh, i never did man. tinder so i don't I, I think it's right is it right for no good and left i don't even know how it works but um all right so incriminate I yourself <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how any of that works <laughs> all right so i think that about does it uh we'll be back next week with seamus and i hope you enjoyed the show check us out on social media want to send us off jedi yeah, the end is here. Thank you so much for listening to Conspiracies and Beyond. Until next time, Morks, bye.